Hi, I am Martin, and this is Words That Change You. Words fly all around us. Kind words, silly words, angry words. And they do so all day long. But how often does something written or spoken really feed our souls? Wouldn't it be nice if beyond the noise we could listen to words that make a difference, words that change us? In Words That Change You, we'll examine words, events, concepts that have impacted us lately and see whether we could not glean some nuggets of wisdom to feed on and some tools that apply that for our lives. Tune in and be surprised. Forgiveness. Confession time. I am a sucker for TV series. My current poison is Billions, a drama series acted out in the world of hedge funds and politics. For the better part of a season, a key plot element is the rivalry, not to say enmity, between Bobby Axelrod's fund and that of his former protege, Taylor Mason. The way Taylor seeks to undermine Axcap is, spoiler alert, by getting the medical license of Wendy Rhodes revoked because of supposedly unethical behavior. Since Wendy is a performance coach at AxCap and something of an oracle for Bobby, this is a big deal. And Wendy herself sees her whole professional life disintegrating in front of her eyes. When she goes to Bobby, the hardball playing financier, for guidance and potentially help in her conundrum, he gives her a stunning piece of advice especially considering what he's coming from. Go to Taylor and ask for forgiveness. I won't spoil any more of the story for those who plan to watch the episode, but needless to say, I did not expect such counsel during a show of intrigue, rivalry, and backbiting. There's a nonprofit called The Forgiveness Project, and their aim is to help people find their way toward forgiveness. Their website is full of impressive stories of how mothers of murder victims came around to befriending the person who killed their child, or victims of burglaries who were brought face to face with the offender and offered forgiveness. But it is probably not the heroic nature of the steps taken by those people that most impressed me, but the consistent testimony how forgiving allowed these people to move on with their lives, instead of being eaten up by the trauma of the event or the anger toward their offenders, they were able to put the event behind them and regain their mental and emotional freedom. Probably most of you listening to this podcast have not confronted such tragic and heart-rending losses as the heroes of the Forgiveness Project. But all of us have experienced betrayal, disappointment, being wronged. Be it at work, in our family, with some of our friends, we can probably all tell stories of how we have been hurt by the behavior of somebody else. We might have told ourselves at the time that it was nothing, only to find ourselves weeks, months, or even years later nursing a grudge against that person. In other words, sweeping under the rug did not work, 
and we have not really been able to move When I was a little boy, my sense of justice rebelled against what my parents were telling me, namely that it was important to learn to forgive, even to take the first step, though one feels as the party in the right. So it always sat wrong with me that I should give up my grudge. Since then, I have seen enough people eaten up by those very grudges. Whether we have had an abusive parent, or whether we have felt slighted because of our gender, race, or politics, holding on to the frustration and sense of wrong leads to hang-ups, which can then take years of therapy to get rid of. In other words, forgiving is not only the magnanimous thing to do, it also contributes to our mental and spiritual well-being. David White, the Anglo-Irish poet, says in one of his books, All friendships of any length are based on a continued mutual forgiveness. Without tolerance and mercy, all friendships die. End of quote. Most of us can instinctively identify with what he says, yet sometimes find it difficult to put it into practice. As a result, some of our friendships linger, or even peter out, simply because we have not dealt with an underlying issue that needed forgiveness. But this raises the question of what we do when we have been wronged, and what if we have been the offender? The latter is maybe easier to describe first. A story wonderfully recounted by Jordan Peterson, the Canadian psychologist, is the biblical conflict between Jacob and Esau. Many years previously, Jacob had betrayed Esau by stealing the blessing their father was supposed to bestow on him. For some of us, not getting a blessing can seem petty, but in this story, this was serious fraud, so much so that Jacob had to flee for fear that his brother would kill him. Now Jacob is coming back and is preparing to meet his brother. He does not simply casually walk up to him. He prepares both a speech and a set of gifts to placate his brother and to express his remorse. Esau is in fact so delighted to see his brother, he does not want to take the goats Jacob offers him, but Jacob insists. I want you to know I mean it, and I want this to cost me something. Our reconciliation should not come cheap for me. In a similar fashion, if we know we have offended somebody, let us take the step of asking for forgiveness seriously. Not a glib remark at the water cooler or a quick email. Let us make ourselves vulnerable in front of the other by acknowledging that we have screwed up, whether consciously or unthinkingly. Then give the other party a chance to say something, to express forgiveness. Nine times out of ten, such a step will cement and deepen the relationship. Some people, of course, find vulnerability uncomfortable and will respond with, oh, it was nothing even if it actually was something. But we have a much better chance of disarming them 
if we take that first step. To quote the former CIA operative Amaryllis Fox, Weakness and honesty bring a lot more peace than pretending to be strong, end of quote. And she should know, she operated in the Middle East. But what if we are the offended party and the other side does not show any sign of asking for forgiveness? Are we stuck then? Or worse, what if the person who hurt us is long gone, far away, in prison or dead? Are we condemned to live with that hurt for the rest of our lives? The Stories of the Forgiveness Project website prove that we always have a move, even if we are the offended party. And we ought not to think that wanting to put a particular story and offense aside is a sign of weakness. As Gandhi famously said, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is an attribute of the strong." End of quote. Even if the one who has offended us is not asking for forgiveness, or cannot for whatever reason, we can extend it nonetheless. We can decide to let our hurt go and our hunger for justice. We can decide that we value our emotional and spiritual freedom more than any grudge. I've known people who have taken very practical steps to express that. Rather than simply sitting in their living rooms and mentally noting that they were forgiving that person, they chose some outward action. For example, writing down the whole story and why we were hurt by it. Then, alone or preferably with somebody else who both understood them and served as a witness, they drove to a lake attached the right up to a rock and threw it into the water. And whenever the tendency to bring up the old story emerged, they would remember the lake and the rock and say to themselves, it is forgiven. If this episode has triggered a memory in your heart of an unresolved issue that could be healed by forgiveness. Consider taking one of the following steps. Going to the person you think you offended and asking for forgiveness. Or finding a meaningful way of extending forgiveness to the one who offended you. In either case, you will bring freedom and liberation, we are sure. This was Words That Change You with me, Martin Steinbereitner. It was produced by Fritz Lowy, Piroska Kacha, and Jacob Duby Bear. If you liked this episode, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Also, feel free to leave us feedback or questions on Facebook under Einstein Podcasts. Until next time.